I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of Upholding Valor. I'm Jill Atwood. Today, we are going to talk VA voluntary service. I don't think people realize just how important our volunteers are to the care of our veterans and the daily operation of VA medical centers and clinics across the country. So I thought I'd bring in two experts to kind of shed some light on this for everybody. So I've got Jack Johnston, who is a recruiting officer. More to the point, he's one of our red coat ambassadors uh, that helps our veterans feel welcome and kind of gets them where they need to go when they first come in the hospital. Welcome, Jack. Thank you very much. Pleased to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. And then I have Steve Presswich, and Steve and I go way back. We've chatted about a number of things, but Steve is also a a volunteer here at the hospital and has been for many years. Um, Notably, Steve does some really good work with some of our our younger veterans in in years back, transitioning out of the military, helping with claims and and things like that. It's not really the OEF, OIF, OND program anymore. It's more the transition care management. But claims is a big deal, right, Steve? It is. It is. It's a big, you know, help for a lot of these people that are coming out of service a lot of times they don't get the information that they need i i agree i agree and And they need a little help just navigating the system exactly okay guys so um jack i want to start with you because i i know that medical centers can't run without volunteers i know specifically here in salt lake city ninety-one thousand hours last year volunteer hours that's right we have about 350 active volunteers and those volunteers gave about ninety-one thousand hours last year and then the national numbers for me are more astounding because i'd never i'd never really thought of it in these terms a hundred and forty thousand volunteers nationally across our uh our national VA uh, landscape. So that's 1,700 hospitals and clinics, um, 11 million hours, which is crazy. Exactly. That's crazy, which amounts to about $97 million, which you pointed out, which, you know, how much money are they saving taxpayers in the VA system um, doing jobs that we'd have to hire people to do. So it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So Jack, I want to talk to you about our needs here in Salt Lake City in terms of um, veteran volunteers. And these needs are not exclusive to Salt Lake City. Their their needs No, are, these are, are the everywhere. nationwide needs, but sure. we certainly have a, a need here. Okay, talk As to I me about that. As I mentioned, we have 350 active volunteers, but we'd like to have 450. And what we have, we have an opportunity for a veteran or a non-veteran, someone who's never served, to come up and to serve their fellow band. And I retired three years ago, and when I did, I found that I was sitting around getting tired and worn out and tired of this and tired of that, and I thought, I've got to do a, have a purpose. Right. You were bored. I was bored. So I came up to the VA, and I volunteered, and I found that it was more than just an opportunity to work and to help. It was, it was helping me. I was benefiting. I was helping my fellow man, and almost every day for the, for the first 
months and months, and even today, when I'd leave at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if I'd really helped someone that day and I go home that night, I shed tears in the car going home. Nice. It's such a meaningful thing because here we are not just helping out by pushing a wheelchair, but we're helping their minds to heal and to enjoy the experience of going through the veterans hospital. It's for them. It is for them. You know, it's not a handout. It's it's a payback. Absolutely. Well put. Well put. So what type, um, let, let's talk specifically about jobs that we're looking for and maybe um, qualities. You know, folks might think, mm, I don't really have anything to offer or I don't have much time. Um, or, um, you know, maybe you have to be a certain age range, but I would assume there's something for everyone. There is. We have from 18 years of age up to 90 working with us. But the average working with us is 72 years of age. Okay, so a little bit older. Yeah, a little Reti- older. Retired Yeah, generally age. retired. And, you know, there's, there's so many things to do that no one should ever say, I don't have skills to do that. Because sometimes the very best person that works up here just visits just visits with one of our veterans who's having a hard day. Mm-hmm. And and then you, you and you push that same veteran in his wheelchair and take him where he needs to go. And you and you smile and you ask him, did they do you a good service? And so our purpose is is several things, but primarily we work as concierge. Okay. They call us ambassadors because it's a nice name. But truly we work as concierge. We know what that patient wants and needs. We're able to deliver it to them. And generally, we can do it in a much faster period than if they go through just the normal system. The normal system, as large as it is, is a little cumbersome. It can be, for sure. It can be. But we can take them from point A to point C or to point D or E, wherever. Well, give me an example, though. Give me an example example. versus, you know, using, using your service versus just trying to navigate stuff on their own. Right, a good service. We meet them at the front door. Mm-hmm. We welcome them, thank them for coming, and ask them where they'd like to go. And they either tell us they want to go to such and such clinic, or they say, I don't know where I'm going. I just know I have uh, have to meet with my heart specialist. So if that's what it is, then we find out where they need to go, when they need to be there, and what they're going to do when they get there. So then we hand carry them, either push their chair or walk with them to their clinic. We get them uh, introduced to the uh, nurses at the desk. Mm-hmm. We get their appointment verified, and then we leave them there until they have their, their meeting over. Then they call us. We come back and get them. Wow. Load them back up in the cart, and we take them back down to the front desk. And if they're, That's uh, door-to-door if they're, service. It is. If they're ambulatoid, it's door-to-door service. If they aren't, then we take them right to their car. So it, we're, we're more than just helpers. First place, we're comrades mm-hmm. in arms. Right, because you're both veterans. That's right. Thank you for your service. Now, a lot of, our, lot of our volunteers are not, mm-hmm. and that's fine because we like people who know the community. They sure. know what's going on in the community. They know where the restaurants are. They know where the fun places for the vets to go uh, are. And so they're good, welcome to help us. Now, you did say one thing, and I'll clarify that. Okay. Time is not a problem. If they can give us an hour a week, we're delighted to have it. If they can give us 40 hours a week, we're tickled to have it. But, that, of course, that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Most people volunteer two half days a week. Okay. So that's eight hours a week. And we will train them so they're well set for whatever the job is. They don't go into it cold. We will walk them through it, 
train them and do it two or three days in a row so we know they clearly understand it. And then they're always uh, having someone there to help supervise. And they work directly with the nurses at each of the stations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they're very well uh, taken care of. They love it. They become part of it. And they're so important to the clinics that the clinics say, oh, I haven't seen my volunteer today. Where's my volunteer? Right. And they're, they're always they anxious They become a, a fixture, a, f- a friendly face Absolutely. that, that In fact, the regulars the, look for. That's right. Most yep. of the volunteers are then given a local telephone that we carry with us. Mm-hmm. It's like a walkie-talkie. But we have the telephones, and the clinics all have our number. Mm-hmm. So wherever we are in the system, in the hospital, they can call us. We come right over and take care of their needs. I'm glad that you pointed out that not all volunteers are veterans because there might be that perception in the community that you have to be a veteran. But we have um, many spouses of veterans that, that choose to volunteer. We have, like you said, we have the younger ones. We have college kids. We have school kids doing a lot of projects. I mean, exactly. let's let's face it. Everyone knows a veteran or their dad was a veteran or their, um, you know, their uncle's a veteran. Uh, their wife is a veteran, so however it works out, right. yes, you don't have to be a veteran to to volunteer here. No. A lot of people just use this opportunity to give back and say thank Let you. Let me mention a couple things we need them for. Okay. Uh, the concierge, of course, is one. That's an ambassador. Right. Secondly, it would be information specialists. They sit in one area. They learn about that area. Then they espouse that on to the, uh, the veteran as they come in. Okay. Uh, then we need transport people. These are the people who push the wheelchairs, push the beds, push the gurneys. They're escorts, right? They're escorts, essentially. Yes. Uh, we stopped using that term about a year ago because escorts had a special meaning. And, right. Yes, uh, that's right. <laughs> and, of course, then we need van drivers. <clears throat> you know, we service Utah. We always need van drivers. Absolutely. That's we service Utah, need. Nevada, Idaho, Wyoming. Yes. And we have uh, vans that run up there daily. And let's not let's not sugarcoat this. It's a pretty it's a pretty big job. It's it's a hard job. It's it's a long job. Exactly. It's, you have to be extremely responsible. But I hear the rewards are just amazing. The drivers love it. The conversation they do on the on the long haul and getting to know some of these. And veterans. you know we verify quite carefully yes. these folks. Uh, yes. We do a background check on mm-hmm. them. We do fingerprint checking, and we know the person that we hire before they start to work here. Okay. Hey, Steve, tell me what you do um, during the day. What's a typical volunteer day look like for you? And and tell me a little bit more about the inner workings of VA voluntary uh, services at this executive level, because I know you guys kind of run the show here. Right. Which is a good thing. We need somebody, too. Uh, I'm, I'm mainly basically a, a support person okay. for voluntary service mm-hmm. itself. I would uh, work with the chief of voluntary service in establishing events uh, and so on uh, that uh, we participate in every year. Mm-hmm. And what those events might, what are those events? Those events are like Veterans Day, uh, Christmas gift distribution to the inpatients here mm-hmm. at the, in the hospital and to those that are here at the hospital for outpatient mm-hmm. visits. Uh, our big event is the National Salute to Veterans Week. We yes, just finished which, that. Yeah, we just wrapped that that's, up. It's and, always fun. And that's uh, that's a very, very uh, good, you know, event for volunteers to participate in. Uh, it gives them some kind of uh, good feeling to know that they can, you know, uh, approach a veteran and thank them for their service mm-hmm. and have a minute to talk to them 
you know, and ask, you know, how VA is doing in general itself. Uh, I do I'm, that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's. Um, I want to expand a little bit on National Salute because a lot of folks may not realize what it is. It's a National Salute to hospitalized veteran nice. patients. It happens every year. It's a week-long event right around Valentine's Day, and anybody can come in and visit with the veterans and say hello. We have a lot of our... Um, you know, municipal VIPs come in, city mayors, the governor comes every year. Um, governor Herbert is great with, with the veterans. In fact, we have to drag him out of here usually. He talks too much. We've got to move him along. But we have all those folks come in. We have members of the media, you know, um, congressional staff comes through, um, kids making cards you know, Valentine's Day cards for our veteran. It just runs the gamut. So I'm glad you brought up the events because in addition to everything the volunteers do on a day-to-day basis, they also help with the party planning, working Mm -hmm. closely with public affairs and making sure that there's a celebration when there needs to be a celebration and that our veterans feel that much extra special. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, let's talk quickly a, a, a little bit about um, how you work with veteran service organizations as well. Uh, you know, we uh, we have a committee. It's called the VA Voluntary Service Committee. Okay. It consists of service organizations, uh, volunteers for that, and they're called representatives and uh, deputy representatives uh, of the service organization they represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the main group itself. Uh, there is the secondary is the VA Voluntary Service Executive Committee, which is a committee that Jack and I are on both. Um, the vice president uh, currently will be president here coming up in August. And there we determine, you know, with the donations that we receive from the public and from service organizations and so on. And nationwide, there's, you know, 7,500 service organizations that donate into the VA system. And we're talking monetary, but monetary but, but also, in-kind. yes, in-kind, in-kind, whatever it might be. Donations. I mean, I know some of our vans and our carts are, are purchased mm-hmm. by veteran service organizations, and right. that's another key role of voluntary exactly. services, is keeping that those donations coming in. And then our... our uh, our committee itself then determines that, you know, in, in our meetings. Where the where the money goes. Where the money goes. What are we going to do with the money now? In our in our last committee meeting, uh, we determined that we needed the six-man cart mm-hmm. for outside uh, uh, transportation to and from different buildings and clinics and so on. What are some of the other needs that we could use some of these donations for? Uh, we, we use those for the events a lot of times okay. to fund the events, you okay. know. Uh, and with the, uh, uh, for example, the Christmas gift distribution right. itself, usually we purchase pocket calendars. Uh, we do uh, uh, flags and so on. Uh give them, you know, a few treats and so on, and cards from uh, the community. Uh, we also have our clothing store and our pantry. Ah, yes. You know, a lot of our veterans are needy. Yes. And so we have an opportunity through our pantry to take care of them for their food needs. Oh, yes. I've been in that room. There's a mm-hmm. ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. And all donated items. All donated. That's yes. right. Okay. So people are listening. 
they're hooked, they want to come up and volunteer. So what's the process? You can call any one of the VA telephone numbers, but the main number is always listed everywhere. Yes. Just call that and ask for to speak with voluntary services. Okay. I'll expand on that just a little bit. Sure. Jill. The direct number to voluntary service is 801-584-1241. That'll get you a tree, but you just push zero, and that'll connect you to a voluntary service, either employee or a volunteer. Okay. So, and you just say, hi, I want to volunteer. Where, where, you right. know, what opportunities we'll do you have? We'll from there. Then we tell them the process, basically, and that process is an application first. Okay. It's an application for federal employment, even though you're not a, a, an employee. So we shouldn't you're be still, afraid. Yeah. <laughs> they, you're not signing up for anything. Exactly. <laughs> and so we have the application there. Um, once we get that application, then there is a interview. That interview uh, is for to get a feel of what their talents sure. are and so on, what, what they want to do. When they volunteer for VA. That's important. And so uh, once we've done that, uh, we have a listing of, of many opportunities here in this hospital, you know, to volunteer. Jack has, has uh, highlighted the ones that we really need volunteers in. Sure. But there's a lot of different things they can do. They can assist clinics here at the hospital and calling veterans to remind them of their appointments. Uh, they can... Uh, transport people. Uh, they can uh, actually be uh, uh, a greeter at the information desk. Okay. You can also go talk to the patients, veteran patients. We have those people at volunteer just to do that specifically, just to sit and talk to the veterans, which Perfect. they really appreciate. So from start to finish, how, how long does it take to get someone on board? Uh, volunteer uh, application process is roughly two to four weeks. Okay. Um, and uh, what it involves is a couple of different things that need to be pointed out. You are fingerprinted, mm-hmm. okay, and that's for the, uh, you know, to ensure the safety of our sure. veterans and, and the staff and so on. Um, it's important uh, that you realize, you know, that there are requirements as well uh, to volunteer at VA. It's like any federal government application, you cannot have you know, a conviction for a felony gotcha. on your record. If you do, you won't be working in a federal right. facility. It makes sense. Uh, if it's a misdemeanor, then we can discuss it. And I think most yeah. people appreciate these uh, safety measures built into the sure. into the process. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. For, for for joining me for your service and then your continued service to, to VA and, and the veterans. Again, that phone number is 801-584-1241 if you would like to become a VA volunteer here in, in Salt Lake City. Or if you happen to be listening elsewhere, you know, there's a facility or clinic in, in your area. We need you. We need 100 more, right? We do. Okay. Thank you, Jack, so much. Thank you, Steve. Thank Appreciate you for it. Me. Again, that phone number, 801 584 1241. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Upholding Valor. We'll see you next time.